0: Hey guys, thanks for downloading another episode. A quick note about the sound quality on this one. We initially had some issues uh, picking up Dustin's voice on this episode, so we had to sort of rebalance the sound to make him audible. Unfortunately, by the end of this episode, you'll notice we also made my dogs pretty audible, and I, like, burp into a microphone a few times, so have fun with that. Um, Other than that, enjoy the episode. Dudes Watch Disney Podcast, we watch films and have a blast, rank them all from first to last, it's our podcast! Hello everyone and welcome to Dudes Watch Disney episode, Cat Tours, it's time for Aristocats, that means 14 right, I remember does, that, Okay, yeah. it's been a while since I took French, um, I'm Jake. I'm Dustin. He's the one who knows French better than me. And this film happens in France, and it's about cats. So that's how you explain the joke.
1: that's You did it.
0: (laughs) This was released in 1970. Um, And that's all the really relevant information I got at the beginning here. Uh, It's been kind of a long time since we've done this, so I hope we remember how. Jungle Book was actually quite a while ago. Apologies for all the delays. Part of that was... I was editing these on a really shitty laptop, and that's been taken care of now, so hopefully we can be a lot smoother going forward. And I'm excited about this episode, because I watched this a ton as a kid.
1: Yeah, me too. This is definitely one we uh, have oh, well. a lot of nostalgia for, one mm-hmm. that we watched a lot when we were little, one that we were looking forward to watching uh, as when we did the original watching of the movies in 2009.
0: 2009, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, And, again, now that we're doing the podcast of, like, this is a movie that we like a lot. We look forward to that one. Like, cool. As opposed to, like, you know, we're going to watch Mr. Toad.
0: Right. Oh, boy. Or, like, hey, we're doing Sword and the Stone again. I remember this was a lot of fun. Yep,
1: this is some
0: shit. We're coming up on The Rescuers, so get excited for that again. (laughs) Uh, Also, fun facts about this movie, our mom totally hated it growing up. Or when we were growing up, I mean.
1: Yeah, it was one that we watched a lot. We assumed that she liked it too, that she wanted to watch it with us, but apparently not so much.
0: Yeah, she mentioned that to us a while back, and we were just like, but what? Everybody wants to be a cat, man. How do you you not love that? Even though this was a bit of what I would probably have called a girl movie as a kid, because it's a bit on the romantic side, uh... Even so, I still watched it a lot, and I think the main reason for that is because it's very heavily balanced out with the comic relief on this. What's going on on your phone?
1: <laughs> I meant to look up the guy who sings the main song before mm-hmm. we started the opening it was credits. A weird, like Nazi thing with him, but I was trying okay. to figure <laughs> out like which side he was on. <laughs> Because it appears like he sort of played both sides, so I'm trying to get it figured out.
0: Well, right. let's just go ahead and get that before we get going yeah, so anywhere.
1: Before we just slandered this guy <laughs> all around, I wanted to make sure I had it figured out.
0: You're talking about the the title song, yeah, the Aristocats? I...
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get this figured out. Good guy, bad guy. <laughs> What's the deal? Kept performing on the stage in France. In 1941, he appeared in a successful review in the Casino de Paris, Bonjour Paris, which was Nazi propaganda, not mm-hmm. good, <laughs> reassuring the public nothing had basically changed under the occupation. Okay. The Nazis knew that he was harboring a Jewish family in the south of France, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's good. Okay. Put pressure on him to form in Berlin and sing for the collaborating radio station, Radio Paris. He refused, but did perform for prisoners of war in Germany at the same camp where he had been held captive in World War I and succeeded in getting ten French soldiers freed in exchange. Okay, all right.
0: Sounds like the kind of guy they should make a movie about. In
1: 1942, Chevalier was named on a list of the French collaborators with Germany to be killed during the war or tried after it. That year, he returned to La Boca near Cannes, and but returned to the capital city in September. Da, 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 da. Chevalier was accused of collaboration... 1944 issue of the Stars and Stripes, the daily newspaper of the U.S. Armed Forces and the European Theater of Operations reported in error that Maurice Chevalier slain by slain by Maquis. Patriots say, even though he was acquitted by a French convened court, the English-speaking press remained hostile and he was refused a visa for several years. So, both sides. <laughs> yeah, so funny.
0: inconclusive.
1: In his own country, he was still popular. He split, blah blah blah
0: blah. Well, uh, yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> so I got distracted. Where were we? But... Uh, opening credits, I guess. Oh, okay. We open with the Dioristo cat song, which is partially in French. Which I turned on the subtitles for it and discovered they didn't bother to subtitle the French lyrics. So <laughs>
1: French lyrics? No, it just
0: or... nothing. He's I singing, and there's no, you don't need to know this information.
1: Yeah, Maurice Chevalier is a or was a famous French singer in the uh, early 20th century jazz. Singers in movies and, and
0: such, too. A lot of jazz in this movie.
1: That's true. The opening credits themselves, uh, just recycled animations from the film. Yeah. I, it felt like...
0: Yeah, kind of what we were trying to do with uh, 101 Dalmatians, which there's a lot of similarities between these two films, I think we'll get into during the thing. Yeah. But... Uh, you know, because that sort of opened up with stylized sketches of the dogs and everything, but it was original sketches. Yeah, it was its own thing, and this is just...
1: done better in 101 Dalmatians. Right. Here, just recycled and kind of lazy. Yeah. The song is nice. Nothing wrong it's with the It's a very song. catchy song. Uh, but a little bit, a little bit lazy.
0: Mm-hmm. And we do notice from these opening credits... Uh, after perhaps after the success of Jungle Book, we're dipping back into the celebrities for for this film, because we got Phil Harris is back, we got Eva Gabor, uh, Scatman Crothers plays Scat Cats, uh, you know, so we're sort of pulling you know, well-known popular figures of the day to, you know, as opposed to just doing the regular Disney crew of voice actors, although we have them too, Starling Holloway's back and everything. But, uh, uh...
1: One last thing about the recycled animations, that's not unique to this movie. There are several opening credit scenes from from older movies uh where they take sort of clips from the movie just like a slideshow you know like like little like little gifs of each uh Mm. character so i mean that's not unique to this to this movie or necessarily a bad thing i just think it was done better in 101 dalmatians compared to how it was done here
0: yeah because well that was stylized as as its own kind of thing you know all kinds of sketches of dogs that we just not stuff we saw from the film but uh its own thing and they did like the spl- the blotches that turned into like music notes on a staff which turned into the dots on the dalmatians and
1: one of the things that's changed about animation in general from when we started this uh started this podcast when we from the first animated feature of snow white until now and continued on until uh you know the the modern times but not that one of the things that started uh no oh, shit
0: yeah. What point were you trying to get to?
1: <laughs> if we look at how animation has changed from uh, with from the first animated feature, Snow White, all the way through where we are now in the process with Aristocats, and continuing uh, into uh, to today, there's been a shift from using voice actors to using just regular actors, whether they mm. are necessarily voice actors or not. Um, and we can sort of see that creep in, uh, you know, not not starting with this film, but in the more recent ones that we've done. Uh,
0: this Jungle film Book. And Jungle
1: Book. And uh, even Lady and the Tramp, the The, the actress who plays Lady is...
0: Famous. Know, I don't
1: remember her name now. But <laughs> that's how famous she is. Right. But still. Um, and so sort of a shift there. And I think... Well, kind of so, not so much in this movie, but in movies, animated movies that come out now, that's sort of something I find a little disappointing. Right. Like
0: that's what of... I was gonna say, is as this has continued on, that's all there is now. Unless yeah. it's a pretty low budget like DreamWorks or something, like most of the cast is gonna be like Seth Rogan is, is not
1: to say <laughs> Kristen Wigg. Some of those uh, those guys don't do a good job or whatever. Like Robin Williams would have been that in Aladdin.
0: Right. But the rest of the cast is all. Right. Gilbert Gottfried as well. But right. most He's everyone else is. minor. Yeah. Right. Most everyone else is just like people that train their whole lives to be voice actors and stuff. And I
1: feel like that's a little disappointing.
0: If you're a voice actor.
1: Because <laughs> well, there are people whose voices are a part of, or were a part of our childhood. And I don't mm. feel like that's, a, that's going to be. An experience for the the kids today. Yeah,
0: like, uh, I mean, they will. It'll just be from uh, live action people as well. You know, right? But they watch over the hedge and go, "Oh, that squirrel! I remember him from The Office." Like, true. As
1: opposed to like, hey,
0: <laughs> or Raphael some more modern movie. movie. I don't know.
1: Raphael. He's also Pinky. You know? How about that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, any of the Animaniacs i follow that guy on twitter but i can't I fucking rob paulson that's his name sorry, paulson.
0: rob rob paulson his name was robert paulson <laughs> i is still following him on twitter sorry <laughs> but right um i also think it takes some of the work out of characterizing these animated characters these days because it's like all right you know if you know casting ahead of time just using seth rogan as an example like yeah. His, as soon as people hear that voice, people are going to know, oh, that's Seth Rogen. His character is he's Seth Rogen because he yeah. plays the same thing and everything. Right.
1: Good, I mean, and same, not just... Yeah, that's
0: just not, the first name sorry, I thought same, of.
1: <laughs> but, you know, I mean, same thing, look, Tracy Morgan. Like, yeah. hey, what if Tracy Morgan was a fish by DreamWorks? Right. Like, the <laughs> that's same. the whole pitch. Really, and it can be lazy. Um, now, at times, it can be well done, Robin Williams being an example of a time uh, when it was well
0: done. I think The Rock did a really good job in Moana recently. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say in... Uh, is he? In? No, he's not in Ferdinand. Cena's in Ferdinand. Cena's in Ferdinand. Okay, in Ferdinand. I didn't see... I don't think anyone saw that. Yeah. Yeah. But I will at some point watch that because, you know, I'm going to support Cena, I guess. I don't so it, it where depends I
1: would... on how it's done. If it's a movie that coincidentally has uh, celebrities as voice actors, then it's probably good. Hmm. If the whole movie is, look at this, right, then it's probably less good. So here uh, we see them incorporating more famous people but not like these aren't a list a list celebrities like we're bringing them in because they we have a jazz cat so why don't we bring in a jazz singer like that Mm -hmm. makes sense
0: also they wanted Louis armstrong again for that apparently but he's never meant he got snubbed (laughs) um yeah it'll be interesting to see how that shift continues specifically with disney i imagine robin williams will kind of be the catalyst once we get there because at some point, even Disney, like especially when we reach the like two thousands, it's just like let's make all the cast be yeah.
1: So tough, tough break. Miley
0: there, Cyrus and... starring in *Bolts*. Right, and John yeah. Travolta too. Uh, yeah,
1: tough break for voice actors on on that one zha uh, Gabor, though? Should we talk about her?
0: She's not in this film.
1: I thought she was. Eva Gabor. Well, there's sisters. Whatever. zha <laughs> Eva. All right. Eva Gabor, <laughs> should we talk about her?
0: Sure. She
1: and her sister...
0: I don't really know anything Relatively about them. Relatively
1: <laughs> interchangeable. They both uh, acted, uh, if you want to call it that, in... Uh, Made a, a variety of appearances uh, in several shows and movies in the 70s they and 60s. They were sort of the, one of the first celebrities famous for being famous. They were sort of the right. Kardashians of their day. They were right. more talented uh, than
0: them. Isn't ja still alive, or did she finally recently die? I, I remember that was a big thing. She was like 99 or some shit. I don't know. Googling. Continue talking.
1: Probably not. Uh, whichever... Well, now I'm I'm scared to say. Is it Zsa that's in the Rescuers? Like I Zsa- think there's a like a farkle on this where it's like Eva or Zsa go for it. Like they given a movie or whatever. Like which one's in it?
0: Zsa Zsa died uh, December eighteenth, twenty sixteen. She was nearly a hundred years old. So
1: is Zsa Zsa in the Rescuers? Uh, He's Zsa
0: <laughs> We'll get there.
1: Okay. Woefully unprepared on this one. I'm sorry. They no, not... it's the answer. Okay, so they're both Ava.
0: I uh, yes, sure.
1: Okay, it is definitely Ava in the Rescuers movies. It's one of the Gabors, and if it's not Jaja, it's, <laughs> is there a third one? I don't think
0: so. Okay,
1: are they twins? Like, are they just sisters who happen to look and sound exactly the same?
0: Her sisters were actresses, were. Eva and Magda
1: Gabor. No, Magda. Magda's, I don't either. How great would it be if like the two of them? are great are you know both good looking and then magda's like <laughs> just some sort of hideous lab accident
0: pretty long spouses list oh, on here
1: well that goes along with the you know the famous for being famous and and all of that
0: i'm guessing not twins just sisters just
1: sisters okay
0: middle of three daughters all right I mean, you could still be in the middle and be a twin, right? Like if you're just. Surely they wouldn't specify that on Wikipedia. <laughs> I don't.
1: Know. Okay, let's talk about Ava Garbar.
0: What do you got? <laughs> That's all I had. Okay, <laughs> then let's move on. Fine. I feel like with this film, uh, we'll we'll do not so much scene by scene, although I mean we'll we'll try to stick to the main plot. But I feel like we might be doing grander comparisons with this one because one it's a film we've seen a million times as we've said so like oh yeah then they go here and then the dogs steal the basket and things like that i don't know how important that would be but i think just as a general rule i want to state at the beginning that this film feels like we took the best of lady and the tramp and the best of 101 dalmatians and combined them into its own new thing because we had slight issues with uh Lady and the Tramp and larger issues with 101 Dalmatians and I think whoever directed this film, I want to say it was Ken Anderson took some of those things in mind when creating this and just sort of shifted and tweaked things to make it flow a lot better
1: Jake is going to be more generous with this film it sounds like than, than I am
0: I mean I didn't give it a high, a crazy high score well, or anything, well just in but... the way
1: that you phrased that bit about <laughs> taking the best of this one and that one and making a new movie where I would say, well, what if we take this one and that one and we're done like
0: could slap be that out there well then we'll have a, a, a sort of a mesh of different arguments here perhaps we can get so both sides I have
1: a question from the get go about this movie why is it in Paris like uh, we have a few Disney movies that are in Paris right mm-hmm. you, or in France at least you know Cinderella uh, is there at least sort of <laughs> uh,
0: Beauty and the Beast Beauty hasn't happened Beast yet, yet but yeah uh,
1: uh, those are there I guess perhaps because the the stories themselves come from France hmm This story could be anywhere. It could be anywhere, and we didn't like try to do French things in this movie other than like we play Carmen at the beginning, and there's an Mm -hmm. occasional like Monsieur and Madame along the way, but like we didn't give, we didn't stick to like what if people have French accents. Right. Certainly didn't do that. Like aristocracy, not really a thing in France, like you know. Yeah. Uh, post-revolution, at least. <laughs> that's, uh, so, that's a fair point. You know, like it would seem like it would make more sense to, to have this set in England. Um, especially if we're going to have English gooses later on. Geese. geese. Later on. <laughs> English
0: uh, geese later on. Yeah, I actually brought that up when we get to our, our uh, magic score at the end.
1: I mean, is it uh, just because we associate... France or Paris, more specifically,
0: with wealth and, and yeah. fancy and frou frou, and pretty much, I think. Also, the horse is named frou so.
1: frou, <laughs> and the mouse is named Roquefort. Like, well, I uh, get, yeah, like we've incorporated Jeez. random bits of right, it's a little know, slapdash, if you will. Lafayette gets to say say like air at one point, and <laughs> you know, both they're named Lafayette and Napoleon, right? They're also rednecks. We'll get there. <laughs>
0: I'm sure there are French rednecks out uh, there.
1: Yes, but they are American rednecks. <laughs> yes, just they Just happening, happening to be in France. Which could be funny if everyone else... I mean, it's not, it's funny as it is, but it could be more funny if you set it up where like, everyone else is doing this sort of accent thing and then you just have these bumpkins thrown in for no reason. Right. But we're not
0: doing that. Well, it seems like there are a lot of immigrants in this film.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, not with names no. like the cats, if you notice in the credits, and I noticed this, they're named yeah. English Cat. Chinese cat, Oh, okay. Whatever.
0: I thought you meant the three kid cats.
1: No, no, no I mean the, but I said the cats, head, the whole <laughs> yes. damn cast of cats.
0: That's my <laughs> the alley cats. The,
1: yes. The, scat man
0: the, and racist Chinese right, one. Like,
1: he gets to be scat cat, that makes sense, but everyone else is right. Russian cat, Chinese cat. Like, they didn't it's even, even cat. bother, like, call him Boris. Like, come on. <laughs> I
0: kind of assume O'Malley is Irish based on his name. Now, how well, the hell but he but got to France, name, I'm not we sure. talk
1: about his name how it is uh, how it's all the countries of, of Europe, like it's addressed as soon as he introduces himself. Oh. Like uh, Duchess says, "Well, your name seems to cover all of Europe."
0: Like, that's not what she sounds <laughs> that's like. That's not a good no, no, Duchess accent. <laughs> well, it's not?
1: But because he's, he's got an, like Giuseppe is one of the names, and
0: yeah, he made a lot of references Abraham, I didn't Abraham Abraham understand. Abraham there, Lacy, right,
1: Giuseppe Casey. <laughs>
0: He also doesn't try to, like, he tries to speak French with uh, all his fanciness, but he doesn't actually speak anything in a French accent or pronounce it properly, which fits into his character. The children cat, cat, the cat children, um, Marie Berlioz and Toulouse are actually pretty well named and characterized based on that. Like, I can at least see what they're doing there. Like, Marie is a... Bitch, but also acts like she's a queen, which you know Marie Antoinette. Berlioz was the name of a famous composer, and he's the one who plays the piano. And Toulouse, uh, you know, is the artist, and he paints on the paints the paints a picture of Edgar on the big easel. Right. I so mean, we we so fit that's, those in there.
1: You're right. They do that. <laughs> right. Um. And also, while we're talking about the kittens, it seems like they used at least for the boys. I don't know about. For the girl, like it seems like they used actual children, like they sound like I didn't look this up. No, they I didn't either. sound like children, <laughs> yeah, as opposed to like adult actors trying to play children,
0: yeah. I didn't come across that in the IMDb trivia. I feel like that would have been I, named, yeah. but.
1: So Maybe they're only there's most movies don't do that, like it, right. I mean, maybe now they do, but right.
0: it's usually voice actors, Amongst cartoons at yeah. least is
1: what I meant, don't do that that usually. sort of
0: specialize in youth voices, right but where i was originally going with all this at least at the initial part here is one of the issues the main issue we had with 101 dalmatians is that it was unfocused and we talked about a lot of places where we could sort of zero in on that um the main issue is you don't know which character you're supposed to care about partially because there's 101 puppies which basically means there's zero puppies because you don't know any of them and don't care about them so it's kind of like they went what if instead of doing that shit let's downgrade to three and right. we know what this one's character is and this one's character is and this one's character is and they're brother and sisters and they fight and they it, that part's a little annoying but we we immediately get what they're going for with the three main kittens here
1: that's true and you can you know who each one is like you were saying mm-hmm. which is a lot different than 101 dalmatians
0: and because of that you have more of a connection with them, and the fact that they're lost, and the fact that they're trying to get home. You see Duchess's connection with uh, Madame, the human mother lady. Does she ever get a real name, or is it just called uh, Madame? The
1: lawyer calls yeah. her name at one point. Right. I don't remember what it is, but I remember he calls. A rich that a
0: French lady.
1: <laughs> Speaking of the three kittens, I guess while well, we're hung up on them,
0: uh, mm-hmm.
1: why do none of them look like their mother? Like. I wondered about
0: that, and I had a bunch of thoughts of, like, is is uh, uh, Duchess, like, got a lot of gentleman callers here? Is that where we're going? Or is it just crazy French rich cat lady just adopts cats? Right, that's,
1: that's where I landed. Was, <laughs> yeah,
0: not all cats are related and, like, people that own cats.
1: Right. So these cats don't necessarily belong to her. I don't if right. she's just taking in strays. Because she probably got kittens somewhere. Like, yeah, but,
0: you know, just from taking breeders. random
1: kittens and...
0: Are there cat breeders? There's dog breeders. I'm
1: sure that there are. There must Although, be. there's not a cat show uh, in the same way that there's, like, the dog show every year.
0: I guess that's true. It's because cats wouldn't do anything. Dogs have to do tricks and shits.
1: Just trying to look up what her name is. But it doesn't list Madame as any of the main characters, but we got the voice of Russian cat
0: listed. <laughs> well, while we're here at the opening, uh, we can sort of see the animation right from the start is a lot more rough-looking. You can very much tell we're in the Xerox era with this film. Uh, Particularly Madame's hair and her boa. Real sketchy-looking. Yeah.
1: And, uh, jumping ahead, like, later in the movie, when she is uh, awoken in the middle of the night, and, Mm. like, her hair's all... It's like, where did that come from? Does she have long hair? Like, because I didn't get that from...
0: It's, like, tied up, I guess. I
1: guess, yeah. But, like, when it's all down...
0: (laughs) It's kind of strange-looking. Yeah.
1: What's on her head? (laughs) But yeah, you're right. Some of, some of the animation at various points in this movie can look uh, a little cheap. Right. Paris itself looks pretty good. I feel mm-hmm. like uh, you know the exterior shots of that 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 we get.
0: The house looks cool. It has yep. an elevator, which I always thought was super cool as a kid. That like I wanted a house with an elevator in it. We didn't even have a second story. But <laughs> but yeah. So we open up. We get to see. Madame and her cats, and she's getting visited by her lawyer, George, who's just a goofball. There's like 800 goofball characters in this film. It's true. Uh, it feels a little bit like if we took 101 Dalmatians and just made every other character be the goober henchman, as opposed to Cruella and whatever else we had in that film. It's just like, hey, let's meet you know, some side dog characters. They're both goobers. Let's meet some goofy geese they have a drunk asshole idiots
1: in addition to meeting george in this opening scene uh we also meet edgar the the butler (laughs) is also a bit of a goober himself
0: yes but i i feel like he fits in perfectly with this film whereas uh cruella we talked about sort of clashed with what was going on with the 101 dalmatians because with that film we didn't know if we wanted to take things seriously or if we want it to be goofy, and this one we just go, this is straight goofy, don't worry. We- Edgar's going to overhear this plan and like dance to himself when he figures out how to uh, get rid of the cats to inherit the the fortune himself. He tries to do math at one point and goes can't figure it out. He goes, Oh no, that's too much, it doesn't matter. <laughs>
1: Uh, so when we first see Edgar and George, we see uh, Edgar's sort of frustration, uh, right. with dealing with, with him. old people. <laughs> which sort of sets the scene for his reveal later as the villain of, of this movie. Right. Um, we sort of can sympathize with why he's a little bit annoyed dealing with George, like, mm-hmm. trying to get up the stairs
0: and, like... And in general, I think he's one of the more justified Disney villains, like... He wants to murder cats, and that's bad. I'm not going to pretend that's not bad. But... I guess
1: they're cats. whatever. <laughs>
0: but this rich old lady who has no family wants to leave all of her money to these dumb fucking animals that right, do I, not know what money is. Right, I
1: did write down when she says that she wants to leave everything to her cats. I wrote down, i will just let rich people do any fucking <laughs> like
0: <laughs> Pretty much. I think that's the... uh the main takeaway from this film.
1: That would just be the tagline of like, <laughs> right. the movie. It was to cats. That is rich people do anything.
0: When the, the cats thing. get stolen, it's front page news. Because right. <laughs> nothing else ruined. is going on. So, In 1910.
1: <laughs> so Madame and the, and the cats get home. She tells Edgar to prepare for the arrival of the attorney, George, mm-hmm. their oldest and dearest friend. Uh, Edgar kind of rolls his eyes and we see why when George does arrive. George and Edgar make it up the stairs barely. Right. And uh, we figure out why he's there. We learn why he's there because she wants
0: to draw up the will.
1: Right. Which is where she will leave all the money I'm trying to make this clear as we have jumped all over the place. Fair trying enough. To make it clear, if you haven't seen this movie, what is happening, George? Well, to be fair, if you haven't
0: seen this movie, be... what have you been doing for the past fair 50 enough. years? There also
1: seems to be something else going on with uh, with George and, and Madame. Yeah,
0: there there could be.
1: Oldest and dearest friend, but there's a lot of like eye contact and mm-hmm. like lingering and dancing.
0: dancing <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they're dancing to Carmen, and then uh...
1: which. Is at least French. One thing on the mm-hmm. French category, we
0: got that. Yeah, I, I did say uh, <clears throat> we talked about France. Paris looks pretty good, but I didn't feel like Paris was alive in the same oh, way no. we like the same way the jungle in the Jungle Book felt alive. Yeah, you don't mm-hmm. have
1: any like background,
0: no. There's one French guy later who pours out his wine, and that was funny, <laughs> but right, yeah. that's the only time we really go to that, uh, and that's true at the beginning here as well, outside of Carmen, you know.
1: So, as she is dictating what she wants in her will, we follow the pipes lead- leading from her room down to Edgar's quarters, where he's right. listening in, overhearing
0: everything, hands, mm-hmm.
1: and he hears... That the money's going to go to him eventually, but first it's going to the cats.
0: And there's three cats, and they all have nine lives, and that's 27 times, although no, that's way too much. I like cents. that you
1: sort of delivered that in a bit of a cronk way, and there's, there's three <laughs> cats <and> nine lives.
0: <laughs> oh, the poison. The poison for Cusco. Exactly. poison designed specifically to kill Cusco. Cusco's poison. Yes. That poison. Yes, that poison. I can't wait till we watch that. I movie. know, and I love that film. Uh, that'll be like this one in that I've seen it 1,100 times and we'll be jumping all over the place.
1: So anyway, he hears the, uh, that the money's going to eventually go to him. Right, so
0: he's going to get rid first. of the cats. That's his plan.
1: Obviously, what are the cats going to do with this money? He would have been in control of the money from the start, really.
0: Yeah, it right. just might be an issue if litigation got in the way of, you know. He's the only one left and then he runs off with the money. I guess people might investigate that, especially since it's front page fucking news about these cats. But it's a little fishy.
1: So he gets greedy and he decides uh, he can't wait that long Mm -hmm. for all the cats to die off. And so he needs the money to go to him right away. So he comes up with a plan to
0: roofie them all and leave them out in the woods somewhere.
1: Where He pours an entire bottle of uh, sleeping pills Mm -hmm. into their milk.
0: And then he's like, oh, slip of the hand. I'd have been off to dreamland. And then chuckles at his own joke. Right. Because he's goofy. While this is going on, we get the scales and the arpeggios song where we sort of introduce the three Kit Kats. Uh, not Kit Kats. Those are different. <laughs> but then we uh, we see Marie just being awful. We see Toulouse practicing the piano and, follow, and all that shit. And then we get to see uh, Toulouse who exhibits some Jake-like kindergarten painting skills of Edgar on on the easel there. His green face and orange nose and shit.
1: Before they start uh, to do their music and to paint, uh, they're playing around doing kid stuff, like monkeying around, uh, you know, roughhousing. Mm. And Duchess does not like this at all. She wants them to be more refined, and that's not, you know, as one of the kids says, I guess it's Berlioz, says that he wants to be, you know, a tough alley cat or
0: whatever.
1: <laughs> right. And, oh, we would never do that, right? Mm-hmm. And so...
0: We never practice biting and clawing.
1: Yeah. So we see from the start uh, what why they're called the Aristocats or whatever. Do we... Are we supposed to like Dutchess? Uh Because I do not.
0: No. At all. Well, she loosens up as the movie goes on. She does loosen
1: up. On. That's true.
0: I never found her to be, like abrasive or anything in the way like as much as her daughter Marie is right Uh, what do you dislike
1: I just feel like
0: she's very hoity
1: yeah one let the kids be kids (laughs) instead making them play music and do art which is fine kids should play music (laughs) right but they should also get to
0: have fun well I don't think she was like Like, no no fun put her foot down but she
1: you know had an attitude
0: (laughs) well In comes Edgar with the creme de la creme a la Edgar, which I always thought looked delicious as a kid. Especially when Roquefort the Mouse shows up and dips his little Ritz cracker in it. So the cats all drink the cream and then they go to sleep and, uh sort of well, sets up
1: I think before you talk about them going to sleep we should talk about Roquefort himself who's with them.
0: Sterling all the way.
1: Uh, yes, we always get excited when Winnie the Pooh makes an appearance <laughs> right. this is pretty much Winnie if he's yeah. a mouse. Like he's excited. It seems
0: like eating. kinda grumpy old manish at times a too. Bit, especially but, with the cats at the end.
1: But you get the excited about eating and, mm-hmm. and that kind of uh, we need another cracker and <laughs> All
0: of that, yeah I always liked Rokeford, but
1: yeah he's he's friendly, he likes he loves the the kittens and and duchess, and he they share with him, because 'cause they're nice to him too, and
0: mm-hmm. and uh, you know the shows that they're not alley cats because like they can be friends with a mouse because they're not predatory, you know they're not used to having to hunt their food so they don't care that he's a mouse and they're True. just kind of friends
1: oh it does seem like they might look down on having a mouse in their house like that doesn't
0: it could seem be we don't really maybe. ever see him and duchess interact do we he just interacts with the kids I
1: mean, he's she's eating too like she's there yeah. with them
0: okay never mind
1: but anyway they all fall asleep roquefort uh falls asleep in his little opening of his uh to his
0: Oh, passes man. out in the in threshold, yeah.
1: Right, so he is left behind, but the the rest of them are gathered up.
0: Mm-hmm. And then we get the Edgar sneaking out scene with sort of the... Uh,
1: with some like Pink Panther yeah.
0: shit going on. Or uh, the... What is that song called? Peter could, Gunn. Peter Gunn, that's something. Like a blend of those. Uh,
1: with the cats in a big basket. Mm-hmm. Um, on his little to...
0: motorbike. Right. And we get to see the Sidebar. general bumblingness of Edgar here, where he's you know, you can see how paranoid he is. He's sneaking away and he backs into a branch and immediately puts his hands up. And, right. uh, you know, when he's driving off on his motorbike, he drives by the police station and immediately panics and turns and goes down the subway on accidents, And it's pretty goofy. But then he drives out into the countryside and we get to meet some redneck dogs who... As
1: I, he drives out, we get to see uh, three, uh, I guess, Paris...
0: Things, <laughs> landmarks, uh, so symbols,
1: landmarks. This is the, one the Eiffel to Tower. You see the Eiffel Tower, you see Notre Dame, and you see uh, the the metro, which is those are all sort of symbols of, of Paris itself. Mm-hmm. He uh, it just sort of made me think of like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, where the uh, weather, the the food weather begins to affect. Of course, the landmarks first, right? And then they, which would happen in any movie, but it you know they draw attention mm-hmm. to that. And uh,
0: that's a funny movie. That is a good movie. Um, the second one less so yeah, but I mean, it's okay there's a leak in the boat that one, that part was funny <laughs> Yes, and the Terry
1: Crews like it could bring a tear to an eye but not this eye get back in there
0: and the, like, the butter frog <laughs> that it cuts to and he's just like butter
1: <laughs> yes also good
0: <laughs> those are the three things I remember from that movie uh, but then we meet the redneck dogs Lafayette and Napoleon who I'm going to go on a limb and say Best side characters in any Disney film. Like, yeah,
1: yeah, they are a lot of
0: fun. I don't think we ever top them in terms of just totally goofy. Uh, we got a we got the cute factor of Bassett Hound that keeps stepping on his own ears. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we get uh, you know the sort of the I'm the leader goofiness. Uh, most of their great lines come in the later scene, but we introduce them here, and they're all excited to go chase after the motorbike that's approaching.
1: It does seem a little bit like. And we mentioned before how this is sort of rehashing 101 Dalmatians. Like
0: they're they're a little Jasper the, and Horacey.
1: Not. I was going to say them. I was going to say the dogs on the oh the midnight bark and mm-hmm.
0: the with the the Colonel and yeah. Sergeant Tibbs. We're and,
1: sort of doing that again.
0: A little bit. Only
1: funnier and
0: it's you, know. you know, it's like if we took the Colonel made him be Napoleon. Yeah. <laughs> but then we took uh fucking. Which, either Jasper or Horace, whichever was the fat, stupid one, and made him be the Basset Hound. We took those characters and and had them interact.
1: He hawed it up a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. But they are, you're right, probably the most entertaining part of this. I mean, obviously everybody likes Baloo and, well, he's O'Malley, but he's Mm -hmm. Phil Harris, everybody likes. Uh, But these two, probably the most entertaining part of this movie.
0: Right, and so, like, this is kind of meant to be, you know... On paper, this looks like it could be a tense moment of, uh uh-oh, our heroes, heroes, our (laughs) protagonists are getting kidnapped. We need to worry about them. But it's played out straight, goofy, and comedic the whole way through that you don't ever really worry about them. After this, we cut to them being sad on the riverbank or whatever. But they're still, like, there's not a whole lot of tension. You get the the cat being scared by the frog, which he refers to as a hippolotamus, which is like we're we're very much keeping things silly. Toulouse was passed out in the carriage the whole time, so like he didn't even know anything was wrong.
1: you feel like the goofiness could be a problem for what we're trying to do here? like we could have made a movie where uh, these sort of upper crust cats are thrown out into the real world and they have to make their way back and they're you know sort of struggling and they learn not to look down on people or they learn whatever to get no. back, but they don't we don't really do that like right it's goofy 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 a little bit of scared in the storm and then we introduce O'Malley, and we're back to just being goofy again
0: yeah well i think it's just i don't know if it's that's that it's kind of a thing we've done before or that it's kind of cliched that i kind of don't want them to make this a big deal you know yeah I don't want to have to, like, because it, sometimes it feels like an effort of, like, oh, I guess I have to care about this character. That is true. This feels very much like Disney popcorn flick, I guess, which most Disney films are anyway, but this is even more so.
1: Yeah, it, it does feel like uh, there's very little consequence of what's going right. on, which it should should it feel that way. You've got a mother yeah. and, and her three little children trying to get home. Like, yeah. I don't know. It should. I sh- would it be enjoyable if it was more like uh, Homeward Bound, like? I which mean, still bounds has a good some comedy movie in it but you want the dogs to get home and you care you know like shadow coming up the hill at the end of the movie is still right. an emotional moment right. where like
0: there's no emotional moments in this film coming
1: back home is yay i right. guess
0: i feel like if you didn't have as like if the the comedy was didn't hit as hard as it does in this film it would not be a very good film. It'd be, like, kind of boring, like the fucking Rescuers or something. True. But since it is able to be so comedic, it works out, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. But uh, But I think when we get to scoring it later, that's going to hurt it on the, like, message score mm-hmm. or the maybe even the plot score of, like, yeah, it's funny. That's good. You
0: know? Right. We don't have a funny category. Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: And, is especially if you have just watched, although just watched, as long as it takes us to record this just watch, maybe in quotation marks. <laughs> sure. But if you've just watched 101 Dalmatians <clears throat> and Lady and the Tramp, sort of do this better. Like, you're rehashing it and just, what if we did it and just made it goofy? Is goofier in the case of uh, 101 Dalmatians.
0: Right. But i, I do feel like we're a lot more focused specifically on the getting back. We don't treat it like with the reference we do Homeward Bound or whatever the the story of getting back. But we yeah. do better than we did with 101 Dalmatians. 101 Dalmatians spent so much time like dicking around at the beginning yeah. with we want to have a love story? Oh, we told the love story in 10 minutes. Okay, do we want to focus on the humans? Well, kind of. Yeah. This one, we don't focus on the humans. That we, is true. We saved the love story for the meat of the film, which is sort of what Lady and the Tramp did as well. Um, we don't waste time with, like, here's how Duchess and the kittens met. Here's Duchess having the kittens or anything like that. Like, mm-hmm. That's sort of this is shit we did at the beginning of that. So maybe I'm just grading this film more on things it didn't do, which I don't know that I would do if I was just watching it on its own, but yeah. watching it chrono- chronologically like this.
1: If the kittens are Duchess's offspring, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to an uh, adoption standpoint, uh, do we? Ha- that would give us another
0: Disney deadbeat dad. It would. Uh, would Maybe you... three of them. Yeah. Awesome. Since You're they're right. all different colors. You're right. Um, three deadbeat dads. But yeah, I, I think you can see how the uh, sort of the serious... Moments of this film go over uh, based on the notes that I wrote for sort of the two serious scenes here, uh, which are Duchess, the first scene, Duchess and the cats wake up and I realize they're lost and all that shit. And I wrote, Wet, Sad Cats calls Frog Hippolotamus. <laughs>
1: right. But as they wake up wet and sad, uh, they th- think it was a dream.
0: Right. Toulouse remembers but, what well, happened. I
1: mean, they each remember parts of what happened. Right.
0: But, but Toulouse, They believe
1: those parts, but Toulouse's idea that it could yeah, have been Edgar. He no.
0: fingers Edgar here. Edgar
1: loves, I wrote that down too and then, wrote, <laughs> then <laughs> giggled. Yeah. But I was like, no, well, that, that's how you say that. Like, that is a thing. That is a, thing. A, a discussion I had in my head. But yeah, <laughs> when wrote he fingers Edgar.
0: Oh, I just thought it. Oh, I didn't I write it. it. I wrote wet, sad cats.
1: <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Roquefort Winnie the Pooh Oh, Winnie the Pooh rat, Edgar, super sneaky and unsuspicious, with sleeping cats and loud as motorcycle Metro Eiffel Notre Dame, Lafayette Napoleon <laughs> Rednecks chase Edgar, cats fall off. He returns home, cats wake up during storm to lose fingers Edgar. <laughs> uh, there's doubt he would do such a thing. Madame notices they're gone. Roquefort goes to
0: look. <laughs> well, I was going to say, just to finish that thought, uh, the second scene is duchess wakes up and realizes things are wrong and so does roquefort and it's sad and oh she runs into the street yelling kittens and all that shit duchess and roquefort notice cats are missing Is that it's not duchess say. though it's it's my yeah, dad i wrote, I wrote duchess. duchess is duchess is okay <laughs> duchess is
1: one of the cats that's missing
0: <laughs> this was speed writing no. here <laughs> Also, from your notes, this is a paragraph I dictated to my phone in September, I think, when I was listening to a 101 Dalmatians episode, and I had all these thoughts and I wanted to write them down. So I, uh, this is the iPhone's ability to write down my words Aristocats is way more fleshed out than 101 Dalmatians better focus less dicking around at the beginning don't see ditches have the Keans or anything <laughs> don't worry about humans develop motivation for villain go straight comedy with them spin basically the rest of the film focused my on the return journey Clinic, clinic is supposed to be climax. I think is an actual fight with the bad guy, not stealth mission slash car chase, which is the end of Hundred and One Dalmatians.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's
0: true. Develop love story on the way home, which plays into Koimax and denouement. They got denouement right. Have all the
1: things for it to pull out. Got-
0: reduce number of kid characters and make them easily recognizable personalities. <laughs>
1: denouement and uh, dicking around,
0: and it <laughs> it didn't out, but get uh, but Max. <laughs> Uh So in comes Phil Harris. Right, we made it to that part.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, Phil Harris. Which is great.
1: Uh, he sings. We have a whole song dedicated to singing his name, which is. Abraham DeLacy, Giuseppe Casey, Thomas O'Malley, O'Malley the Alley Cat. Mm-hmm. And later uh, in the movie, when he saves Marie after she falls off the truck, he says something about courtesy of J. Thomas O'Malley, <laughs> and none of those names have a J in them. <laughs> so, where does the J come from?
0: Or is it just a case of O'Malley makes the shit up as he well, goes along? But,
1: <laughs> but we've spent an entire song dedicated right. to his name and then go J. Thomas O'Malley.
0: <laughs> Wasn't that... The name of one of the actors we spent IMDb-ing on Jungle Book or Sword in the Stone or something. J. Might have been J. Pat O'Malley. Uh, Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Coincidence. Uh... So yeah, he sings a song and starts hitting on Duchess without noticing the kittens. He can't. He tries to sound uh, affluence and all that, but he doesn't really pronounce anything correctly. And, 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 uh, and
1: like bare necessities, this song introduces mm-hmm. his whole sort of life story and view of of life.
0: Right, um, and and we sort of further that by. Uh, you know, he's, he starts getting all romantic, uh, you know, s- speaking some poetry or whatever to Duchess, and Duchess says, Oh, that's not quite Shakespeare. And then O'Malley goes, Of course not. That's pure O'Malley, baby. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. like, you get what he's about.
1: And so he's pretty scummy, but. Mm-hmm hitting on hitting on her and then instantly right. not being as interested when he finds out <laughs> that, that there are kittens. kittens. Right. Uh, not to say that there aren't plenty of men out there like this. Right. But, uh, and
0: we sort of see he's going to be the tramp with a heart of gold kind of Duchess thing. Which
1: is okay with that being his viewpoint too. Though. Yeah. It's like, oh, I have these kittens and I understand. I totally get it. You don't want to talk to me or help us in but any way.
0: She like, hangs out with an old lady all the time. Like maybe she just needs a man. I don't know. Oh, well, she's getting okay. lonely.
1: But you're right. Uh, we I wrote down we're redoing like Lady and the Tramp, only with Tramp as blue and Lady being awful.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not too far off, I guess. Well, but I think we're kind of circumventing uh, some of the lame, like, rom-com tropes that Lady and the Tramp had to go through of, like, well, here's the part where they hate each other. That is
1: true. We didn't do that he's from the wrong side of town.
0: Right. You know. Here's the friends that are being judged. We kind of do that with the geese. The geese are judgmental, but they're not friends, so right. Uh, that is true. That we...
1: You avoid the, the rom-com. But I think the rom com's kind of fun with Lady in the Tramp, where it, it wouldn't be fun and just like, hey, let's sit down and watch How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days or right. Bridget Jones or whatever. It wouldn't be fun for us, at least if you like those movies, enjoy whatever. <laughs> but I've it's never fun seen to them. watch that in Disney cartoon form. Where like we're mm. still making a movie that kids could like and we're still doing uh, all our normal Disney things, but at right. the same time, like what if we do try to explore that? I think Disney, you know, should try to explore various genres instead of sticking to like what if we have another princess
0: movie like yeah, yeah. there's anything wrong with the princess right movies. they're mixing it up but it's what? although that said do people like black cauldron or well i i'd have to watch it again before it was, i'll speak i don't on remember I <laughs> right
1: um, um that or like this sort of sci-fi one that came out that whose name i don't remember
0: what are you talking about
1: <laughs> treasure planet
0: uh, uh, yeah, no, that's not what you are thinking of, what am but I, yes, uh, what am I Atlantis, Atlantis. Yeah, I watched that once. It's kind of yeah, neat. Machine. It'll be worth seeing again. Um, you made me forget what I was gonna say.
1: Well, I just think it is fun to watch Disney explore different genres instead of sort of just doing the same right. thing. Right, that was
0: what it was gonna be. Oh. Um, so we are doing the same thing again, but as like Lady in the Tramp. But I think the issue, isch- well, not really issue, the something that benefits that I guess is. It's been almost 20 years since Lady and the Tramp came out when this it's comes out, true. and this is pre-home video, so, like, you wouldn't have seen Lady and the Tramp a hundred times or anything. So, at this point, it might be like, oh, I remember that from when I was a kid. Now it's another time to sort of see this Whereas again. for
1: us, it's, like, it's been
0: three yeah. or four We months. know these yeah. movies. It's probably been a it's year been. since we watched Lady and the Tramp, <laughs> but it feels recent. But, yeah, so that's just time matters. <laughs> In this sort of thing. So O'Malley decides to help the cats, but he has sort of the internal struggle about falling for this posh lady cat who has children. And he sort of talks him into it, and he's like, you're not a cat, you're a rat. Right? Right. So he's just going to send them off and not worry about them anymore. But he
1: does more than he has to. He could have just totally deserted them.
0: He He gets them a ride home by by (laughs) causing a milk truck to nearly crash. Right.
1: Now then he... Uh, ends up going with him when he has to save Marie. who yeah. falls off. Well, and,
0: of, and he does so with a lot of flourish to like impress the kids. Of you know, here comes your magic carpet. It's gonna go right yeah, here true, and yeah. all that. So you sort of see again like Baloo, kind of like this guy could be the fun dad, but he also doesn't really want to and doesn't understand what's important. But I mean,
1: he uh, totally gets to recycle some tramp dialogue about. Uh, you know, how can you like humans? Humans are... You know,
0: yeah, we do bring all that Although we're Some Tramp, humans are like that.
1: Tramp doesn't seem to dislike humans so much as doesn't want to be tied down to one set of humans. Yes. Where uh, O'Malley just seems to not care for humans at all. Yeah. Where Tramp definitely benefits from humans. He has a different definitely. home every night. And right. Scraps
0: I think O'Malley just knows, like, humans aren't going to treat me well, so I'm just going to use them and get out their way, is, is sort of what he does. Because he doesn't seem... Like malicious towards humans, but when the milk driver freaks out and kicks them all out the car, he's just like, yeah, well, some humans are like that, Duchess. And he doesn't understand Duchess's love for Madame and all that.
1: So the next morning, uh, the paper comes out, and of course the catnapping is the uh, top story, the slow news day in France.
0: It's actually all three stories. Oh, I don't know if you saw that. all the headlines okay, all on the paper. The, they okay. didn't even make up an extra one. Maybe it's just all catterly.
1: Like, she Could be. Like That yeah. would make more sense mm-hmm. like, if she's controlling the news in that way. There's
0: no ethics in journalism. Because
1: otherwise, like how is this a big story? Either way, Edgar gloats about his his uh, front yeah. page coverage
0: dumbass villain loudly proclaims that he got away with it in yeah. front of all the talking animals so. Rubs
1: it in in front of Fru Fru and Roquefort. Fru Fru is voiced by uh, the woman who's the bank lady on the Beverly Hillbillies, she's got a name, I don't remember her name,
0: I didn't watch Never any mind. Beverly Hillbillies, uh, anyway
1: he voices his plan in front of Fru Fru and uh, Roquefort mm-hmm. who confirm what they already suspected I
0: guess, right or but sort of suspect, suspected if they didn't. But the, also the point of this is while he's gloating he realizes like oh they'll never catch me i'd bet my hat oh wait i lost my hat and my umbrella and my sidecar and i need to go get all this shit i don't i mean i guess he's gonna have to bungee court the sidecar back on somehow to bring it back i don't know what his plan is there the he
1: does get it uh, drag it back Is pretty funny
0: well with his umbrella, with yeah. umbrella yeah that works uh Speaking of cliched tropes, let's walk across some train tracks. Uh, yeah, Pretty much immediately, you know what's going to happen here. All the cats are making train noises and having fun. And then, oh no, here comes the train. Who could have seen this coming? And of course, Marie falls in because Marie is the worst, which is just a recurring theme of this film. Mm-hmm. It's Marie being the worst. But again, O'Malley jumps in and saves her. Twice now, he's saved Marie. And, uh... You know, gets her out of the water, but now he's floating around downstream, and that brings in our silly old lady right. geese characters. Him,
1: him nearly drowning could have been
0: tense, could
1: have been tense and and scary, but it's he's, it's he's relatively under control, and then you get the geese arriving and sort of mocking him, Right. and it's like, oh, okay, so he's in no danger here right. in this river that we could have, you know,
0: <laughs> right, like, right don't take it too seriously when it looks like uh, pongo's got to swim across the big icy right, river I was
1: thinking about uh, back to homeward bound where like sally goes over mm. the waterfall or sassy. whatever sassy not sally, sally. field sally plays her mm-hmm. uh sassy field goes over the waterfall. they put that or... on
0: netflix in the past nice. year or so i, I watched it. the
1: second one was on like hulu but
0: that's not nearly as good <laughs> the blood red van <laughs> Dogs who are known for their ability to identify colors. Oh, I've only
1: seen it like once. I have no idea. I've seen it more than once. I, I watched the shit out I was, like, of it. Fifteen, so I don't remember it now. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So the geese arrived The British geese, Abigail and
0: Amelia. Amelia.
1: Hmm. And
0: they—they they think O'Malley's trying to learn to swim, and they want to help him. Mm-hmm. And he goes under, and then he reaches up, looking for help, and grabs both their asses. Which I like to think was done in tribute to Walt Disney, who's now passed on. We get one more butt thing in these oh, films. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm.
1: I wonder where he becomes like. Was he known as an ass grabber? I didn't know.
0: <laughs> in all these uh, movies, there has been a lot of a Walt ass. Disney,
1: like me too, deal. But oh, no, okay. I'm probably. Uh, oh, I mean, it wouldn't be surprising. Other than there's not a whole lot of women <laughs> hanging oh, around. Right uh in these uh in these films but anyway yeah he we do get another butt thing you're right
0: mm.
1: we get another butt thing later in the movie with uncle waldo and his bald yeah, ass so right the Walt disney or the disney butt thing continues
0: um and then we you know so they all get him out of the river and then uh the geese find out that O'Malley and Duchess aren't married, and that's when they get all judgmental. They do,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, But their last name is Gabble, so that kind of tells you they're going to start gabbing about this shit. Uh, They start calling him a scoundrel and all that fun. But then they all realize they're going to Paris, so they're going to go there together, and they got to think goose and all waddle their way across the countryside, which they do in the shape of a V, which is how goose, geese travel. So that part's clever. It's stupid. The geese are a little annoying.
1: It's clever. It's
0: stupid. <laughs> it's not clever. Like, don't give me the V waddling, is a clever touch. Paris,
1: that part is nice. Right. The waddling,
0: though. Yeah, it's a little silly also. I can
1: understand the geese teaching them to swim or to fly or whatever, but like a fly would be really impressive. <laughs> but cats know how to walk. Like, right. these the geese's help to like, oh, we have to walk like this? This is yeah. so much more efficient. Like, they <laughs> walk that way because it's more efficient. They walk that way because their bodies aren't built for walking long distances.
0: Like, right. This is the part of the film that drags when we're fucking around with train tracks and geese and then Uncle Waldo, who literally serves zero purpose yeah. for the film. Uncle it's just Waldo, like, hey, look at this guy. There,
1: Rocky the Rhino treatment and. Jim just been excluded nope. altogether. What is he bringing to the table? Uh, Drunk jokes. Meeting him at Le Petit Cafe, the
0: famous <laughs> restaurant. I wondered what the hell that line was about. The Little Cafe,
1: that famous <laughs> Oh,
0: restaurant. that's that famous restaurant. Yes. Okay, Duchess. Yep. Uh, that's the one. The only good part about this is the line about, you know, he's like, he escapes from the kitchen and uh, he's like, this is what they were trying to do to me. And then he reads out the menu and it's like, goose stuffed with chestnuts and basted in white wine. And then O'Malley goes, basted. He's been marinated in it. (laughs) That's all the scene is worth because the rest is just like, look at this yelling drunk goose. Like, this is annoying. It'd, it'd be like if the random beaver that was in Lady and the Tramp was just an alcoholic for no reason right. and didn't help Lady. <laughs> like, and
1: didn't like at least the beaver cuts off the muzzle for right. or whatever. Like at least does something. This is nothing. Like, nope. we make it to Paris,
0: and then and waste
1: time. And it then is they walk away. We get back to Madame. Right. But not so urgent. We go straight to the house because we meet up with Waldo. Then we stick around with the Jazz Cats and well, like
0: Paris is a big city. Like it, you got to get through the town
1: i guess but they have already taken one vehicle it seems like he could sneak them onto the metro just as easily like and get them to
0: where they're gonna read what stop to get off at
1: okay (laughs) i don't know
0: the goose doesn't help but i i get the cats the cat scene we'll get to that in a little bit but uh first we gotta have probably the best 10 minutes of any film that's ever been made (laughs) 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 it won the oscar (laughs) for greatest film ever made (laughs)
1: Well, that's in no way an exaggeration about this pretty funny
0: scene that you might chuckle at a couple times. It's, I chuckle every time. Best every scene in a movie ever? Every line is great. Edgar returns for his hat and an umbrella and his sidecar, which the dogs are sleeping in. And Napoleon's wearing the hat. And Lafayette is laying in the Betty bye baskets. And we get uh, Napoleon starts to wake up because he hears some squeaking. And he's like, oh, hey, I think I hear some squeaky shoes. And he's like, no, that's I, that's squeaking. That's just a little old cricket bug. And he's like, no, it's these squeaky shoes. All oh, cricket bugs don't wear shoes. Right. You get that? You
1: get? No. He starts describing the shoes. You know? <laughs> and like, well, okay. Well, what, what color de- are they? Well, are they're they? black.
0: Oh, the how would I know that? <laughs>
1: So That part is. I mean, I'm mean, i not debating that this <laughs> scene is funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the greatest scene of all time, perhaps not. Although, Hitler <laughs> and, and like sneaking in and out of the haystack to get his stuff back is pretty funny.
0: Right. Too. And then once they realize everything's going wrong, the hat flies off his head. Uh, uh, and the like angry, like. angry glare Edgar thinks he's asleep
1: so he can fish the hat off the top of his his head there but you get the angry eyes staring straight Mm -hmm. ahead not that they help him like get the hat back
0: right oh and then we get uh like they start their their sidecar and their basket both get sort of yanked away from they realize something's going on and they're on the, the hunt and uh Lafayette steps into the shoes so now they hear the squeaky shoes and he backs up underneath Napoleon (laughs) and gets his ear stepped on and then yanks his head up and hits Napoleon right in the crotch. Yeah, that is great. To which Napoleon says, oh, he snuck up behind me and tailgated me.
1: Yeah, that is... I mean, I'm not debating if the scene is fantastic.
0: (laughs) I think it's the best. Then Edgar gets
1: away now. It
0: sounds like a one-wheeled
1: haystack. Compare that explanation of the scene with this... Roquefort sneaks onto motorcycle with Edgar cricket bug, tries to get hat back. In blames L likes back or fishes back hat and umbrella. Betty by dogs are dumb. Get away.
0: I mean that's the, the English cat, Russian cat, etc.
1: Pound scene racist time.
0: <laughs> yes, because good old Disney racial stereotypes is where we're going next. We're gonna crash at uh, O'Malley's. You know paris hideout that he has but it's all he gets there and he realizes his gang scat cat and his gang are also there they're old friends of o'malley and in scat cat's gang there's an italian cat and a russian cat and a chinese cat mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's basically the same thing we saw in the dog pound in lady in the tramp where it's just like here's all the other nationalities of dogs and it's Mildly insensitive, especially when we get to the Chinese cats line in right. the song. And more
1: than mildly, where like, you could have excused Dopey wearing the symbol as a Chinese hat.
0: In the 30s. In the 30s. We do it the exact same joke in 1970.
1: Which, I mean, they're not the only ones to use racial humor, which was much more accepted then than in 2018. Still.
0: That song is, or that line is, I, I believe, cut from the ski uh, if you bought a Disney Music CD and had this song on it, the the offensive area is not in it. But it's still in all the DVD and Blu-ray releases, so you get to see the lovely... Uh, we
1: had this song on one of those uh, sing-along.
0: Mm, I'm sure it was in that in fucking sure. 1992 yeah. or whatever.
1: It was probably the only part of the song uh, whose words I knew, uh, so... <laughs>
0: shanghai hong kong egg foo young
1: fortune cookie always wrong mm. as he plays the piano with, with chopsticks, chopsticks and then uh they do the dopey that's right. that.
0: yep that's still a thing also
1: still confusing to me why all of these like jazz is who at least began in america and spread through the rest of the world mm. Not there's not a whole lot of famous Chinese jazz players <laughs> I or would Italian, imagine not. Or Russian. Like we have all right. these different. Why? <laughs> like this is the the I get jazz and uh, them being you know feral cats and mm. uh, alley cats or whatever. Like that all makes sense. Right. But the Maybe weird they, ethnic thing is yeah. not necessary here. It wasn't it's not necessary in the pound scene. but this is, this is the pound scene from basically William Tramp. Uh, less like. Tramp is you know not actually good for you, <laughs> right. and All that. He's More just fun. We don't have a boom,
0: <laughs> we don't.
1: Which is meow, unfortunate. Meow, meow, meow. Which is unfortunate because it's
0: a great song. I think we're redoing. I'm the, not gonna act like everybody wants to be a cat is not a great no, no, song no. too, though.
1: We almost do the same racial groups too.
0: Like they're a Russian. Mm-hmm. It's uh, probably the same voice actors. <laughs> well, we we, tra- we lost. We didn't the, have a Chinese dog, we had did we? Mexican. We lost. But the, we had the the Siamese cats in right. Lady and the Tramp. Right. Again.
1: We we lost the, the Chihuahua to be Chiquita Rush,
0: whatever banana lady yeah <laughs> Rosita Chiquita I think, yeah yeah
1: anyway so everybody wants to be a cat the song that people know from this movie right uh, a perfectly good song you know, mm-hmm. if
0: you're right also the like Technicolor goofy animation party scene of uh you know like a like a crazy light show like that's that's fun we haven't seen anything like that so far uh, mm-hmm. when
1: we get trippy disney colors in in a few movies like yeah. in bambi where the colors changing in the mm-hmm. in the fight with the other deer
0: but i've never uh, seen it in like a rave party scene yet no that's true. it's you always been pink
1: elephants on parade you have this this movie like there's weird disney color things going on
0: <laughs> right uh, right
1: in, in various cartoons that we've seen it
0: but it's cool to see in a in a big party like this and we get to see
1: also pretty sure the voice of the asian cat is ticker um,
0: yes it is yeah. that's, so that's the voice so that's
1: a uh, voice we'll hear again in a few few movies
0: next I think
1: is it next I Robin Hood was next
0: Robin Hood I yeah. think it's Robin Hood
1: Now that all the Phil Harris ones are in a row and then we're done with him
0: that would make sense
1: which is unfortunate because Phil Harris is fantastic and we haven't talked uh, this is an unfortunate I'm just going to keep saying unfortunate <laughs> one uh, unfortunate shit
0: Fuck. troubling Poorly aged.
1: We're not, no, we're not getting to appreciate Phil Harris as much in this movie because we spent so much time talking about how great he was in the last episode that we did. Right. He's still just as great in this yes. movie. Now, his character is not as memorable or as lovable as Baloo, but he himself is still bringing all of that to the table uh, in, this, in this movie, in all of his Frank Sinatra, John Wayne voice and, and personality.
0: Robin Hood is next. Okay. Then Winnie the Pooh.
1: I think if you think... When people are asked to think about Phil Harris...
0: blue is the first thing that comes to mind.
1: Uh, yeah, when word Association Phil Harris, Disney, blue, mm. then probably Little John, and then probably Thomas O'Malley.
0: Yeah, I would say uh, so.
1: But, I, I mean, he's the same in all three of them, and it is great
0: in all three of them. But. As a kid, were you able to, like, Piece these voices together. I so no well. would
1: have known his name necessarily. Yeah, but I you would know. Was, that's okay.
0: Yeah. I struggled with that a lot as a kid until I found like Wikipedia. I was never to be like that's from that, and that, like maybe it's just my memory sucks. But yeah. like I know, I'd be like I know that voice. Like Sterling Holloway is in fucking everything. But anytime I heard him, I'd just be like that's familiar. Who is he again? Right. Like
1: now, when I was like watching a celebrity golf tournament one day with <laughs> uh, at our grandparents' house because mm-hmm. obviously they didn't let little. Kids have the remote, and they. No, we don't get that channel, guy. boy. Yeah, talking to this guy after he finished his round and ask, asking him to sing his famous song, and I was like, it was this guy or whatever. And then he started singing. I was like, that's what Baloo looks like, and saying bare necessities. And <laughs> oh, I was that's like, cool. Ah! And then he died shortly thereafter. Yeah, I was going to say, but,
0: yeah. how old? Did, how long did he live? <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyway, so we're we're not getting to give Phil Harris his due in this movie. Like he's not still really. doing a good job, and we're
0: glossing over. I don't it. feel like he's like mailing somehow. it in. No. It's just, it's a little overshadowed by his other appearances. True. Perhaps it's because he's not, well, I don't know. So
1: everybody wants to be a cat. Uh, The song builds through a crescendo and Mm -hmm. they...
0: We take it down a notch so uh, Duchess can have her harp solo, which we get sort of the smooth jazz trumpet in the background.
1: when, like you said, where Duchess sort of lets her guard down a
0: little Mm -hmm. bit and, and... that just seems game for everything in this film. Like, yeah. she's never like, oh, I can't do that. She's like, no, let's go see. What's up? That's I'm at night on the town. Let's go.
1: But after the the slow harp bit, right. the song gets more and, and get more You get the big intense,
0: rousing so chorus right, right. repeating. And the piano
1: crashes through <laughs> right. floor after floor. <laughs> Everybody.
0: And so that's all fun. Also, it's fun because uh, after it crashes to the very bottom, uh, the trumpet starts playing with a mute in it, so it sounds different. And then Scat Cat... Cat uh, like, dances out and his trumpets all bent and shit. Oh, yeah, that's and that, that's the reason for that. I uh, thought that was a nice touch.
1: O'Malley tries to convince, is still trying to convince Duchess to run away with him mm. instead of, I mean, maybe bring the kittens too, but not to go back to Madame, live on the street, be with him, you know, be free. Sort of the exact same thing Tramp does with Lady. Like, you don't have to go back to right. them. We can be together. We can have, a, you know, we can have it all Whatever. Right. And she's not. She's not going for it. She remains loyal to, which is surprising from Cat.
0: But <laughs> yeah, I don't think cats are like that. To, but, uh,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> right. But that's. There's no like animosity between them. You know, it's not like. O'Malley's not like really pressuring her, and she is like, her reason isn't, you know. She just wants to be with her human. Is That's that's her whole connection. Her connection is with a person and not like, I don't want to do that.
1: Why doesn't she invite him to live with them? I don't know. Which is eventually what happens. It
0: does happen. But, why but doesn't she doesn't she say that out loud. Why doesn't it at that happen point? here
1: like, where he's like, run away with me? No, stay with me. Be with. Yeah. Is it just because he's been so clear about think, how he doesn't care for people?
0: Mm-hmm, like, possibly. And I think, well, she's hinting at it a lot because she says like, you know, no, our human's not like that. She loves cats. And, like, uh, I think she has lines talking about how the kittens really have taken to O'Malley and stuff like that. Maybe it's just she's being a woman and not saying, like, <laughs> what she's really feeling. <laughs> she's got to drop just hints it, instead. Place. Maybe. Maybe. That's how we write 70s women. I don't know.
1: Either way, they the next day get back to the house but edgar is there
0: celebrating with cigars and champagne right and uh you know roquefort looks out the window and sees that the duchess and kittens are coming up and he realizes uh-oh we can't edgar's says, to stop this i gotta do something to stop edgar so he ties his shoes together but while he's doing that edgar <laughs> is popping the champagne bottle and he hits uh roquefort with it and roquefort is just like oh
1: Oh, he got me <laughs> but the best he can do to help them is tie right. his
0: shoes together well he's a mouse what else is so he gonna do? Be... run
1: outside and warn them like he
0: can't open the door
1: there's not a crack he can get out of he's a Maybe. mouse mouse mice can get through anything
0: well he doesn't do that at he least he doesn't do
1: that he does tie his shoes together which <laughs> mm-hmm. is better than nothing but mm-hmm. and tries to yell out the window for right
0: him. yeah which did we get the silliness of like frantic screaming but with no sound like miming don't open the door <laughs> which i don't know that was funny Uh, so they start meowing and, uh, Edgar's able to recuperate and he lets the cats in and immediately bags them up and shoves them in the oven, which, uh, seems really dark, but I think they intentionally put in the line, like, I'll deal with you later as he sticks them in the oven. So it's not like, I'm going to murder these cats.
1: (laughs) Which is the thing, like, maybe Edgar's problem is that he half-asses shit, like, all he needed to do was take out the cats, but he wasn't yeah. strong enough to do that, or yeah. determined enough, if you wanted to make, like...
0: Uh, you, just, you know, you have a shotgun, you can solve this problem, right. Edgar, but Edgar he doesn't.
1: some sort of, like, Kylo Ren problem here, of, like, I've got one thing I need to do, but I can't do it, so I'll try to, like... Which is a similar thing with uh, several Disney villains, I guess, like the the Wicked Queen and, uh, and yeah. Snow White could have, you know, just killed Snow White or something. Right.
0: Just got to do it in a ridiculous well, villain way. Well,
1: first sends the, the huntsman to do it, and then when he fails, then gives her a poison apple. Instead, again, he mm-hmm. could have just killed
0: her. Right? She's in a cabin in the woods by herself, like which
1: is you know Batman villains too, of like you and the and the Scott evil. Like I've got a gun in my room. <laughs> right?
0: Let's just <laughs> we can do it together. Yeah. Bam.
1: So same same thing here, Edgar. Mm-hmm. For the first time. In the movie, uh, becomes you know openly hostile to the to the cats, or as I wrote it here, uh, Edgar lets them in before becoming an upfront cunt. Uh,
0: <laughs> Basically,
1: hides them and then gaslights Madame uh, by you know saying, "Oh, you know, I, I don't, I didn't hear any kittens. Yeah. You know I, I know you think you can hear them, but I didn't hear them. You know."
0: Did you notice um, whenever Edgar is with Madame or George, uh, his eyes are always closed. In, like, a posh kind of face of just, yeah, getting whatever. But anytime he's by himself, that's when you see him, like, with his shifty eye kind of look Uh, of, yeah. yeah. Hmm. I know. He doesn't spend a lot of on-screen time with these characters just at the beginning in this scene. That is well But he kind of shifts between, like, oh, you know, I'm here to help versus, ah, cats. I'm going to get them. And, Hmm. yeah. I picked up on that. Mm -hmm. Look at me go. Yeah.
1: So he throws them in the oven and then, you know, pretends there's nothing going on. Right. To just further drive Madame crazy.
0: Right. And at some point, uh I guess Roquefort does find a way out of the house because he's, he's able to listen in on the oven and figure out what to do for the cats. They say, go to O'Malley, go get O'Malley. And so he runs out there. <clears throat> he finds O'Malley and immediately says, like, Duchess, kitten's in trouble. The butler did it. And- right, yeah. He's like, okay, I'll go help you go find Scat Cat and his alley cats. And he's like, wait a minute, alley cats, but I'm a mouse. And just tell
1: him I sent you. But then, right, he can't remember the, that name, name. The
0: name yeah. is the only thing that can save him, and it's ah. what he can't remember. So then we get the scene of him walking down a dark alley, and ah. then suddenly he's surrounded by the cats. And uh, Scat Cat gives him three strikes to name these names. This name that's going to save him. And he's like, oh, O'Toole, <laughs> O'Grady, oh, and O'Brien. Oh, right. Yeah, so they don't trust him. They're about to eat him. He eventually does pull out. Why didn't I listen to that O'Malley cat? And then, O'Malley, oh, hey. And, you should have just said so. Right. And then someone says, oh, this, this mouse is on the level. And he goes, you're darn tootin'. I'm on the level. <laughs> right? And uh, so then they take off to go help. and then Roquefort has to chase after him. Like, no, wait, stop. You don't know the way. And so you get the scene of a bunch of cats being chased by a mouse. They run past a drunk French guy who immediately looks at his bottle and then starts pouring it out. Right. So that's that's one funny French joke, but that that's pretty much the only French thing in this film.
1: We then see that Edgar's plan for the cats, uh, in what would be repeated later by Isma, is to put <laughs> those cats in a box. Mm-hmm. He's not going to mail it to himself though. He's going to mail it to Timbuktu. Had, right, mail them to Timbuktu. Right. Uh, put them in a in a big crate.
0: Mm-hmm. So we get the barnyard showdown here of. Uh, you know, all the animals are going to work together to try to stop Edgar, and so everyone shows up, Roqueford gets there first and starts trying to do the, mm. the little lock thing on the trunk, <laughs> but he can't hear what it says, so the cats are all attacking Edgar, and then like, it's a crazy, loud cat fight, and Roqueford just yells, quiet! And they all freeze, so he can figure it out and pop the lock. Like, that's just outright silly, but... Right,
1: and then they go back to fighting, and eventually... Right. But you're right, that is, that is silly, and we're not... And ever, or at no point, acting like there's any real danger here. Right,
0: or just unlike the silly. Cruella Deville shit we got of like, oh, we gotta sneak into this town, and then we gotta have a car chase, and like.
1: Or even in the like Lady and the Tramp of, even though it was not as dangerous as they try to make the, the rats think it would be. Would right, be like, there's a rat in here.
0: Okay. I guess that's a climax. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is everybody get together and shove this guy into the trunk, and like the horse is gonna kick him, and. The fucking, uh, I guess it's everybody, that's everybody. Right.
1: Everyone gets to, uh, I don't know, I wrote something good here. Get their shit in. Basically, <laughs> yeah. Pitchfork, trident, toss, anchorman. man Oh, that does happen. He throws the pitchfork at him like Brick yeah. throwing the trident in anchorman. <laughs> oh, um, did,
0: you, did you throw a trident? Yeah,
1: yeah, there were horses and a man on fire, and I stabbed a man in the chest. <laughs>
0: I haven't seen that in a long
1: time. Anyway, they all hit their tag team finisher and they knock him into <laughs> the... Uh,
0: into the trunk.
1: Yeah.
0: Which, you know, the lid closes on and it slides out the door and magically then has the lock on it when oh. it is out the door. We don't ever see the You're lock right. get That's put true. on and there's it no and it just appears. And then these truck guys show up who don't... It's just, it's they don't whatever. need a signature or anything. No just, payment happens. <laughs> no. It oh, goes all the way to Timbuktu. Not about that? Here we go. Let's get this out of here. And then that's the end. And they never explained
1: to Madame what happened, and so no, she just, Edgar went just Edgar disappeared. She doesn't like, go out in the street screaming, Edgar! Like, right. And, like, with the kids. Well,
0: like, like, is she going to get a new butler? Like, she's kind of an old lady. I don't know if she's going to be independent without any help in this house, you she's know? She's taking
1: in another mouth to feed, and she takes in O'Malley.
0: Well, and she said she's going to adopt all the cats in the city, so. That's
1: true. You know how many stray cats there are in Paris? Mm-hmm. Like.
0: Further proof that this old lady is nuts and shouldn't be allowed to do whatever she wants with her money. But, uh, O'Malley gets adopted just like Tramp. So, yeah, further proof we're sort of doing the same thing again. And then, uh, then we sort of get the, uh, end credits, uh... Where we start playing, everybody wants to be a cat again, and then it's like, now here's all the characters you love. They're all coming back for the credits. What's the thing when the, at the stage play when everyone comes back out and bows? Because that's what this was. Like, remember this guy? Here's Fru-Fru singing. Here's the geese again. Yeah. Here's Lafayette and Napoleon. Oh, oh, gee, Napoleon, I think it's the end.
1: I'm the leader. <laughs> I'll say when it's the end. Bonk. It's the end.
0: So, and then that's the film. And I... Uh, like you said it is a lot of the same thing again and that will definitely hurt its score because it's a little on the low rent side but it's also a very enjoyable 80 minutes in my opinion so it may not rank may not rank the highest but it's far more easy to get through than a lot of the like alice in wonderlands and the pinocchios of the world so i guess with that we'll uh we'll get into our scores here uh like we said we, we sort of have different opinions on this. So I feel like there may be some point differential here, but going through these scores, uh, um, I'll start out here. We'll go to the matters first. I actually ranked it pretty high cause I felt like it did the blending of two existing things and fixed a lot of the problems we had in those things. So because of that, I gave it four points, uh, I felt like it was well-structured, and it really flies by, and it's just a better version of shit we've already done. So, like, I don't feel like you have to watch 101 Dalmatians if you watch this instead. Like, you got the better version of it, in my opinion. And You're not really missing a lot outside of Cruella de Vil. It's a great song, you know?
1: So not that, not that far off. I gave it a three and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the things that I would mark it down for are, you know, the tone. Uh, it's good that it is silly and it's fun that it's silly but it's consistently silly doesn't necessarily match the story like right. the story's not that silly like uh you know cats are missing well cats who cares about cats but right. like you know this mother and her children are far away from their home and will they ever get back like right that's you know concerning but the way it's presented is not necessarily but you know, I mean, I I think it was still a, a good story and entertaining story. Mm-hmm. So three and a half
0: on that one. Uh, Meanie, uh definitely not top tier, but I think he perfectly fits the film that he's in, because, like, like Cruella, if we stuck a serious villain in this, it wouldn't mesh. Like if we we, I feel like we have the right amount of silly. And as far as Disney villains go, he's kind of justified in what he's doing. So uh, that at least makes him unique. He's not just being. Completely psychopathic, uh, but I gave him three points. I gave
1: him two and a half. So mm. see, we're still. I'm, I've been lower than <laughs> you on each one, which is unusual for our scoring. But, right. But we're still right, right together there. Uh, you know, he at times is is entertaining in in the way you want a Disney villain to be. Um, has chances to actually accomplish what he wants to, and falls way <laughs> short of being able to. Mm. <laughs> to go through with it, uh, so that hurts a little bit. He is goofy and bumbling, but not as goofy and bumbling as we'd see later like with Bowler Hat Guy or something right. like that.
0: Or Isma and Kronk. Yeah. So, two and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, music, jazzy and lighthearted. Uh... It's it's the main song is memorable and uh, meaning everybody wants to be a cat not not like the opening credits. uh, Mm -hmm. And also scales and arpeggios sticks in my head a lot, uh, but it's definitely a step down from Jungle Book, uh, which maybe it's not a fair comparison. Just we're kind of always going to immediately compare it to what came before it. But I gave it three and a half.
1: I gave it four. So again, <laughs> right right next to each other there. I, I think I had three and a half first and then thought about Everybody Wants to Be a Cat and in the, in the main title a little bit more. And, and so I ended up going with the four. I think the main title uh, does a good job of setting up exactly what the movie's going to be about, who these characters are. Although, mm. uh, if you're not really listening to the lyrics, that might kind of go over your head a little bit. But right. uh, it does set it up that way. And then Everybody Wants to Be a Cat is, even with the small racist element that <laughs> mm-hmm. you can look, a, you know, look past.
0: It's like that one verse in uh, Money for Nothing. Like, Money for Nothing's a great song. Most people who hear it aren't going to hear that one verse. If you yeah. do hear it, it sours your opinion but on the song. Yeah, it's,
1: it's unfortunate, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, and even Thomas O'Malley, The Alley Cat, is, is yeah. a nice song. And it, it's an effective song for summing up that character. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not as good as bare necessities and doesn't do it as well or as famously as bare necessities but it is in the same vein right so yeah no and there's not thats i mean scales and arpeggios i guess is the weak link of the the songs in the movie and it's still quality uh. i
0: think it's helped by the fact that it's the comes really early on so anytime you pop this film in you're gonna see that so that yeah. helps you remember it whereas if it was late on it might you might be in fast forward mode I might be in fast forward mode. The <laughs> kids still fast forward in movies. Do they yeah. just know the skip button? Like I don't want to watch this scene with the DVDs. Watching,
1: just streaming everything just that it. doesn't yeah.
0: work that well. Usually, you don't know where you're skipping to. So you're, you're, you
1: know, that's true.
0: You might skip half the movie. If you're
1: watching on a device like a like a tablet or something, maybe you get thumbnails. I think mm, maybe. I don't know.
0: But then it's got a buffer again. And I, Anyway, <laughs> mise-en-scene. Uh, I took off some points here because it's pretty sketchy. And like we said, Paris, it looks nice on the surface, but it doesn't feel alive. There's a lot more we could have done that. And not a lot of variety in our locations and scenery, really. Like, there's the farm, and there's the old house, and there's the house they live in. And that's pretty much it. So uh, I went two and a half.
1: And yeah, no, I went three. Yeah, mm-hmm. For the same reasons. Like, parts of it look cheap. Yeah. Uh, the house looks cool. Paris looks cool. Although, like you said, there's not like a feeling of yeah like, energy or anything. Like you
0: don't, you don't see the reason of- this is set in Paris is they didn't want to do London again. I think because yeah, <laughs> yeah. they did Lady and the Tramp and 101 Dalmatians there. So. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's just uh, how about Paris? <laughs> uh, message. This is eh, it's also kind of middle of the road. I went three and a half because it's the same kind of Lady and the Tramp fall for people in other classes like you can sort of jump you know either up or down in society don't get up too uptight but don't stay too carefree like O'Malley kind of learns to trust humans and kind of gives up being a carefree bachelor but we don't really see him make that decision really he just kind of cut to now he's moved in so uh, three and a half
1: yeah I would say O'Malley's really the only one that has a change has that much of a story arc and and it doesn't, it all happens at once and off screen. We're right. Like, you know, he's okay with people, I guess.
0: Like you said with Jungle Book, like the number of characters that go through a change is right. a sign of a good film, like and this Madonna is like one. has
1: <laughs> always liked cats, and we've never yeah. seen her, you know, be.
0: Now she's going to like more cats. She's
1: right. never been rude to <laughs> she's never been snooty. Or whatever, so we haven't seen her, seen that as a change. The kittens themselves don't seem all that different by the end either. Mm. Um, so. Yeah, and then as far as messages go, I guess, like you said, you can see, uh, appreciate people from other walks of lives or whatever. I guess walks of life, like Duchess, uh, has to learns to do with with O'Malley, but not much else message wise.
0: Right. So, one. How many points do you give that? I one?
1: gave it uh, two and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and then magic, uh, like like we said, this has got to be kind of middle of the road again too. Uh, it's lighthearted and fun, and it's nostalgic, but uh, it certainly doesn't hold up to many of the other films we've seen. And there's no like actual magic in the film. It's just kind of like, there's cats, people like cats. So I, I went three and a half for that one too.
1: I did too. Same score on that. It's nostalgic for us. Like if you were just watching this for right. the first time, I you
0: might know. be like, eh, what's up with this? Yeah, Except the dogs would make you laugh.
1: That is true. Yeah. Yeah, the greatest likes. these dogs. Greatest <laughs> scene ever in film. <laughs> as you. Have declared it mm-hmm. there. Uh, as far as magic, though, you know, you get Everybody Wants to Be a Cat. Uh, that
0: will live on. I don't know much else know, from this some film of the really Disney does. Disney
1: comedy, I guess, could go into the magic too here, you know, since we didn't make a separate comedy category. And it is right. funny, and perhaps maybe one of the funnier ones we've done so far. Since I we think we haven't so. really done a whole
0: I lot. I laughed huh? a lot at Snow White, some of the dwarf act yeah, antics, that's but true. that's about most of the laughing. I
1: mean, there's a little bit maybe in Jungle Book that's of yeah. really funny, but.
0: There's that line in Sleeping Beauty.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs>
0: Outside of the rest of that film, no.
1: Just, uh, just supposed to be you know a yas queen sort <laughs> of deal there, but uh, some sort of clap back at her. But mm. anyway, uh, yeah, I, I gave it three and a half. I feel like there is magic there, and especially if you incorporate humor into the magic, and this is perhaps the funniest movie we've seen mm-hmm. to restate what I already said <laughs> yes uh, I'm bringing nothing to the dance in this one today <laughs> I feel bad I'm sorry
0: do you have any more Dusty Rhodes impersonations
1: <laughs> I don't see how it ties in mm-hmm. here not but...
0: really uh so to recap my points were four three three and a half two and a half three and a half three and a half that's a lot of halves so it's very difficult you might need a calculator but it adds up to 20 points which uh 20 out of 30 I helpfully have all these listed in my phone now oh, after nice. doing 14 episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, which puts it in at number four for me. How about that?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, mine comes out to 18 and a half. That's 18 and a half Betty by baskets out
0: of 30. <laughs> well, my mine will be 21 wheeled haystacks.
1: <laughs> which does not put it into my top five, I do not
0: believe,
1: although I did not look at that.
0: It occurs to me that I could helpfully tweet this list out to our... our audience because i put a whole lot of effort into it it's a numbered list it counts down and i have the total total score the magic score and the villain score listed for everything mm-hmm. so when we go to our top fives in a second i can uh yeah
1: it will not make it into my top five it actually is in a uh Tie with Alice in Wonderland. Uh Uh-oh. But I'm sure it has more magic. I didn't bother to look it up, so it's ahead of Alice in Wonderland.
0: (laughs) Okay, we'll take your word for it. Do you have your top five handy? Am I ready? No.
1: My top five. I thought
0: I was going to be ready and you wouldn't for once.
1: My top five. uh, Number five would be Bambi, then Peter Pan, Snow White, uh, Jungle Book, and then Cinderella.
0: Alright, well my number five was Lady and the Tramp, number four here Aristocats, number three Snow White, number two Cinderella, number one Jungle Book. We both still got, no you got Sword and the Stone at the bottom, don't you? I still got Dumbo at the bottom. So, uh,
1: yeah, Sword and the Stone is, is bottom bottom of the barrel for me.
0: <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're 14 films in now. I guess after we do our 15th we might do a full list recap on that. It would be a good thing to do on the five episodes yeah, probably.
1: I think so. The, uh, sometimes it can be, and and this episode may be evidence of that, if it's a a movie that we like, it may not be as interesting to listen to as one uh, that we didn't, I don't know, where we're just, there's nothing really to tear apart in this movie. Not
0: really. Well, it's also a pretty low-key movie. True. (laughs) Just like, Cats in Paris, there's a good catchy song, like, I don't know, it's pretty bad by the books, like, well, like as we said, it's already copying other films they already did, so...
1: Coming up uh, next is a film we're even more nostalgic about, and that's Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. Uh, love Robin Hood.
0: Love Robin the, Hood, Little John running through the forest. Right. Love the, scooping up the field mice and bopping them on the head. And
1: it works. <laughs> uh Anyway, love the the legend. You know, in and of itself. Then you mm-hmm. add in the Disney element. Then you add in Roger Miller. Roger Miller. Who I didn't necessarily appreciate as a kid, but definitely appreciate mm-hmm. now.
0: a juggleug.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So, My uncle used to love me, but she died. <laughs> so one to be excited about uh so if you're a big fan of robin hood or aristocats or anything we've covered already we made it through i mean most of people's nostalgic films we're probably in kind of a downslope till we meet reach, reach the 90s but we're on our way and if you want to weigh in on any of these you need to send us your thoughts via email or via twitter we have both of those uh we are at Disney Dudes PC, and our the email PC
1: stands for podcast. And
0: our emails, dudes, watch Disney at Gmail. Uh, we need some iTunes reviews, people. I Apple fucked up the podcast app, and it's terrible now. Oh, that is true. But. Yeah. But if you scroll all the way down at the bottom of the episodes, it shows you immediately the ratings and reviews section, and you can see the big fat zero reviews for us. Oh, so no. you guys could be, if you're listening to this right now, you could be the first review. You
1: could be our review, our one review. And this we, is your chance. Yeah,
0: and we will say whatever you put there, if it's not racist or hateful or something like that. Right, yes. We will save well, most any towards of towards us, that's fine. That's, yeah, yeah, don't worry about that. It's just
1: hateful to, you know, people that... In general, then maybe not.
0: If you don't do that, then we'll read it out. So, get on it, guys. and
1: uh, We are happy to read the mean tweets about ourselves. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And we might just wrap this up because my dogs are getting loud and annoying again. So, uh, we'll uh, see you next time for some Robin Hood. I'm Jake. I'm Dustin. And, uh, goodbye? Dudes. <laughs> I guess. What's a Robin Hood thing? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Oodle lolly, <oodle-ally. laughs> The hamster dance. Yeah. Alright, and yeah, see y'all later. Do we have
1: snack dance?
0: I mean. Talking snack! Yeah, yeah. Talking snack! Yum, yum. Talking snack! Uh huh. Let's talk about some snacks. Hey! I feel like you've got some news on this one with your big weight loss um, thing going yeah. on. So,
1: uh,. <laughs> This episode of Talking Snack
0: <laughs> is the final one, it sounds a, like. It's a
1: look back on Talking Snack. Right. Uh, so we are recording this four months in, four, four and a half months in to, uh, me starting a weight loss plan.
0: <laughs> right. Of, we uh, talked too many snacks, so right, now well, we gotta...
1: And actually, uh, as far as snacking goes, I have never really done a whole lot of snacking, uh... I've eaten a lot, but not so much in a snacky way. I'm pretty much just eat this meal, wait until time to eat this meal, whatever. Right. Uh, I feel
0: like I'm far more snacky than you are. That's true.
1: Uh, but as part of the, the system which I started uh, you know, four, four and a half months ago. Not a sponsor, <laughs> yeah, but just, they could be if they wanted yeah. to. <laughs> come, come find us and pay <laughs> us. Anyway, uh, a lot of snacking goes into that. You eat basically every two hours. It's time to eat something again, which is not something I... Uh, have ever really done before Mm -hmm. Uh, so i'm eating more snacks now just not necessarily fun snacks like hey i'm gonna have some more yogurt or i can have Mm -hmm. 24 teddy (laughs) (laughs) grams
0: on a similar note not i mean this is just a thing we've just started Uh, congratulations on all you've lost but i didn't uh, even
1: mention (laughs) that part but uh, i have lost 45 pounds in the four months which is nice uh and i didn't know it would be quite as easy as it has been however I would like to go to Taco
0: Bell. <laughs> we'll probably <laughs> do that. I was kind of thinking Little Caesars, but Taco that, Bell that would works be great to eat too. Way. Um we Kelsey is is doing a similar weight loss thing right now. I don't know if she wants me to say that, but we've been eating really healthily, mm-hmm. at least for a week or so. I yeah. mean, it, we're still in the early stages, but like we have cooked or eaten in to some extent mm-hmm. uh, every single night this week, mm-hmm. and so Sunday, la- yeah, last Sunday we did like a. Veggie stir fry thing. We just bought a shitload of vegetables basically. Mm -hmm. Like uh, we had zucchini and onions and peppers and potatoes and celery and mushrooms and shit we just had those all in our fridge and so every meal has been like we got to use those somehow so we did a stir fry we did some ground turkey yeah. stuffed peppers one night which really i never had a stuffed pepper yeah, before, but they were good. before yeah it's they had like, they were covered in like mozzarella too like it was good stuff yeah, i don't
1: remember what we stuffed them with other than meat but yeah.
0: yeah um so we did that uh we made like a big vegetable soup with more ground turkey uh we did, like, sautéed mushrooms and, like, little four-ounce steak kind of deals with some asparagus. Like, we've pretty much done a good job of eating in every night. And then this past night we bought a rotisserie chicken because we didn't want to cook, but we had veggies with it. Well, and I also had mac and cheese and rotisserie, rotisserie chicken for breakfast this morning. Lovely. So <laughs> not entirely playing uh, by the rules.
1: Yeah, and, and neither are we. Like, we have looked forward each week to... Uh, We've uh, usually with football uh, have had a, a day of like snacking, a thing that right. people normally do for the Super Bowl. We've done pretty much every week of the football season. Pretty much. Uh, which uh, I guess.
0: Oh, this games today too, isn't there?
1: Is good news for like uh, perhaps the. Imagine how much weight we'll lose when we stop doing that once a week.
0: But it basically means. You can have that, hot dogs for baseball season. So that
1: happens on Sunday. And then we start on Monday looking forward to the next Sunday and like, oh man, gonna, <laughs> this Sunday, guess what right. we're going to have? Can you all please or shut like up? Or like last Sunday, we knew we were going to go, uh, we were going to go eat pizza on Sunday, and so we talked about how we were going to get pizza mm-hmm. all every week long, every single night, like every time we was time to eat, mm. uh, have a snack, go to bed, whatever. <laughs> Let's talk about this buffet we're going to get on Sunday.
0: <laughs> that is a pretty so exciting thing to look forward what to. What your
1: life becomes a- about, and like today, where I knew I was probably going to eat out twice in one day. <laughs> Ooh, like, man. Oh,
0: oh man! Oh <laughs> man! What a day look it's going to be. World. Uh,
1: <laughs> But it does make you uh, appreciate things, uh, or whatever. That said, the
0: uh... you, you haven't been missing a whole lot in the the fast food world. Like, there's not a whole lot of cool new shit out.
1: I did on on my birthday try to get
0: overserved at the Taco <laughs> you Bell. Went, you were off the wagon at Taco Bell that <laughs> yes, day. I,
1: I was, and not overserved in a uh, you know like just in a food sense, where I got the the five dollar. Uh, Whatever, cravings deal. Cravings That's deal, what I was going to talk about. Is they itself. changed
0: my cravings deal, and I'm mad about it. Or you, I guess
1: you, <laughs> you got the new one. And mm-hmm. I, as, I it like used to be the burrito supreme
0: so nice. too. Now I think oh. it's a, just a bean burrito, which is smaller. I
1: don't know. Yeah, but uh, I
0: go to Taco Bell a lot.
1: <laughs> anyway, it. Uh, I got that. Plus the new like the stacker or whatever it's called now,
0: the seasonal thing that won't be around when this comes out, because I'm bad at editing. And a
1: chicken quesarito. Mm-hmm. Uh and it was fantastic. And then I went out to eat later that night too. What uh, a like, day! Like you do, it was it was my birthday and watch Love Actually like as I, as I always do on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was just top to bottom a great day.
0: It's like for your bachelor party when we we had the idea of, oh man, we're going to go to On the Border and Moe's in the same we, day. We had
1: such lofty goals that we just we, couldn't do we it. We couldn't. We, we had, finally started to get hungry again at like 10 <laughs> o'clock at night. We like, ended
0: up with Chick-fil-A, yeah, I, think, I, think, I think, which think is also it was, acceptable. It wasn't
1: 10 o'clock because Chick-fil-A was still open, but it was late, too late
0: for... Or, what all did we have on my bachelor party? I know we had Hardee's breakfast because I got the apocalypse. Oh
1: yeah, that did happen. And...
0: Um, i think there's just a mcdonald's throw in at some point yeah, it's just McDonald's like, at
1: night i remember that yeah because, that was dinner so lunch was probably on the border because, again because, uh my wife who was present at both my bachelor party and jake's bachelor party because <laughs> right. that's how wild we get <laughs> right uh also enjoys mcdonald's but she wouldn't she wasn't sure if it was safe for her to join the festivities so she just we just went to mcdonald's <laughs> and got her food and then, too then she joined us when we ate it mm. uh and that gives us a chance to talk about McDonald's mayonnaise.
0: Is that? Yeah, you know? well, that's what I was going to say is let's get a chance to talk shit on your wife for her weird dipping choices. I, but, she
1: likes mayonnaise on her nuggets. I've had and a little. fries. It's not bad. Uh, if you're going to eat a chicken sandwich, wouldn't you put mayonnaise on it?
0: I would go mustard first, oh, but sure. I would do both, get it. and,
1: and it's it's not bad. Uh, on the mm. fries, eh. But on, on the nuggets, it's not bad. But anyway, if you... They
0: don't have mayonnaise packets I, at McDonald's? I think they
1: do at some McDonald's. It's just the one in my little town does not have mayonnaise packets. So what they will do <laughs> is they will take a nugget box, like a kid's meal nugget box, and they'll just squirt it full of mayonnaise. So you, uh, just a box of mayonnaise.
0: <laughs> so nasty. Uh, <laughs> and we ordered it. I think I was driving... and so like i had to work the drive-through window or whatever and like so like we go to the first window and pay and then like we're getting ready to pull forward or whatever but the guy brings us our mayonnaise normally
1: they don't separate it out normally it's in the sack with everything
0: else (laughs) he just walked to the door was like did you guys want the mayonnaise (laughs) and handed it to me (laughs) Uh, i had to be like yes but also act like this isn't for me like don't judge me (laughs) We're getting this. Right, because for... they,
1: they always do, like, when you order the nuggets, uh, they will say, do you want a dip in sauce, and uh, I have to be, you know, mayonnaise, <laughs> and there's always a, they don't, they don't question, they don't go, mayonnaise? Like, right. They okay, pull forward. (laughs) There's always a gap where like if you said barbecue or if you said honey mustard or whatever, they would just go, okay, yeah, cool. But there's always a
0: part of that's probably just because they have to key in a different fucking thing. Or they (laughs) have
1: to actually take the step to squirt the shit instead of just grabbing it. It's like
0: you uh, made their day slightly more complicated. So that's what that silence is.
1: Sorry. I also have to do that now when we go to Chick-fil-A and she gets the chicken minis, uh,
0: Put some we, mayonnaise on the chicken can mayonnaise? Can also get
1: mayonnaise with that? Oh,
0: it. but yeah. those are sweet. Why uh, don't you put I, mayonnaise yeah, on that? I'm
1: not, I haven't tried that, but she... Uh, yeah. Whatever.
0: <laughs> Something really gross just happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> on that note, we'll see you guys next time for Robin Hood. Yeah. Uh, enjoy your snacks, everybody snack snack patty or whatever the fuck yeah, you said last the, time that is what i said i guess that's our outro it
1: doesn't have to be we're not married to snack snack patty whack <laughs> um we'll get snack at you soon uh, right
0: snack at you yeah i don't know uh how about a nice goodbye talking snack <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of the Dudes Watch Disney Podcast. Hi, everyone. This is Jake here, reminding you all to like, rate, review, but most of all, subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. So no matter which podcast venue you like to use, we're there and we're not hard to find. We also invite you to follow us on Twitter at DisneyDudesPC. The PC stands for podcast. We also want to hear from you guys. If you have any fun childhood memories or fun stories about these films please shoot us an email and share them with us. We'll read them out on the show. Our email address is dudeswatchdisney at gmail.com, so please send us your thoughts and join in on the discussion. For reference, the next two films we're going to be talking about are Robin Hood and The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. So if you can email us your thoughts before we sit down to record again, we'll be happy to share them with the world. or er, the small portion of the world that subscribes to this podcast. Anyway, thanks again for listening. Uh, bye!